Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina De La Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. Glad that you're here this evening. Let's just open up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we're just so grateful for you and all that you're doing and all that you've done. And I thank you, Father, that as we get in your word tonight, that your word is producing life on the inside of us. It's helping us. It's enriching us. And Lord, I just know that as we get in your word, that that increase has been made available to you and I and from, from you, from, for you, for us. And I just thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for the illumination of, your, of what you're about to do on the inside of us. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, we're going to do some things a little different here tonight. Uh, we're going to get our faith built up, and then we're going to lay some hands on some empty heads. As Brother Hagin used to say, no, there won't be no empty heads, because we're going we're we're to fill them up tonight, right? You know, every time you come to church, you come to church with a, with a thought, well, I'm, I'm going to get some faith on the inside of me. You know, when I, when I was over in... Um, Marietta, one of the things the Lord, you know, it's not that we, we, we're, a, we're a faith church. We teach faith. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, if you, if you, if you talk, it's not uncommon that every year, you know, once in a while, we're not just once in a while, we're always, if you hear our messages, everything is always inter, interwined with faith. And over, so the Lord one day just kind of arrested, arrested me. And I don't mean he threw me in the slammer and locked me up. I said, he stopped me. And he just said, he, he stopped me. And that moment he said, I need to teach my people faith. And I said, okay, Lord, you want me to teach your people faith? Well, I thought I was teaching people faith. And, but he didn't answer me that. He says, I want you to teach them faith because what they are going and what they're getting ready to get into is going to require more faith. Yeah. Amen. Amen. How many of you know the, the same standards that you got into first grade are going to raise as soon as you get into second grade? You can't learn first. You can't live first grade rules and live and be the third grade. Right. You know you can't. You do what? There's no nap time anymore. You know how disappointed when I found out that there was no more nap time in, in, in school. I was I was just really shocked. I really thought, man, these teachers are being really cruel. Imagine having a church with having school with no nap time. Well, it didn't mean I didn't change my habit. That kind of continued on through high school anyway. So because I wasn't very interested in high school, but later on I got interested. Then I got interested in school because I wanted a better life. Amen. And if you want a better life in the word, I say, if you want a better life, you're going to have to spend time in the word. Amen. So the Lord said, teach, teach my people faith. And so they're going to have to major on, on prayer, their prayer life. They're going to have to major on, on worshiping me more. They want, they want to see my hand move in their life. They're going to have to connect with me more. And the part of the faith life is connecting with God. Yeah. Amen. And that means I'm going to put myself in a position where I can hear what he has to say for me. That means I'm going to put my my rusty dusty in church, right? right. Because I think we forget. I think sometimes we forget that, uh, or we could, let me just put it this, we could take it for granted, the answers that we've gotten, the the, the warnings in advance. We forgot about the warnings that saved us. Boy, I tell you, you can forget about the warnings. You can forget about how God told you to change a career where you would have been in a dead, dead, dead end career. But God got intervened and got you in a place where you starting to prosper. And the next thing you know, you're, 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 you're gone half the year. Or like I like what one folks says, well, we're just taking a vacation from God. I've heard someone say joke about it once until actually happened to me one year. Someone did take a vacation from God. I thought, they, well, we're not upset. We're just on vacation. I can see you down the street. What do you mean? <laughs> huh? Three month, three month uh, sabbatical, summer vacation from Jesus, working on the yard. You know, the Lord have mercy. Say, Lord have mercy. That ain't me. 
And, you know, here's the thing. You know, we, we wanted to move into more, but it's going to require more. You know, I have these silver coins uh, that once in a while I buy, and then I'll, you know, anytime you put money in my hand, I'm more than likely going to give it away because I'll, I'll buy these silver coins and I'll see a kid or someone in the church that just, I'm a sucker for, for people growing up in the Lord who are just on fire for the Lord, especially the young ones. I'll just pass it on. And, but I, I remember getting them, them, I got one at home that's from Australia. I just bought it because it has a kangaroo on it. Can, can you tell? I like animals. So <laughs> it's, a one, it's, a, it's, a, it's a one ounce. It says it's a $1 coin and it's, uh, it's 99.99% silver. And everything that goes into, all the things that go into that coin make up the value of that $1 coin. But how many you know that that's not a $1 coin, even though it says $1. That thing's at least 15 bucks. You spend 20 for a $15, so you never really get a return. You're never going to see your money back on that thing. But you, you get, you get, you get, you, it's about worth. So what makes, what makes that coin so valuable is it's the mineral content in that coin. It's that mineral uh, content that, that you've put in that coin. Like over, you look at, you look at um, uh, what makes faith precious? What makes faith so valuable? It's the contents in the faith. It's not just believing. Now, I'm going to stir some of you up because some people think, well, I believe in Jesus. That should be enough. I just believe that it's going to happen. One day it's going to happen. And they just sit there. When really they're undermining and underserving what God wants to do with, with, with them and their faith. Because faith is an action. Really, faith is a verb. It, it, it's not meant to just sit there and just do nothing. It's meant, faith is a silver coin with currency. It has value. And it, and it, it, is, it is exchanged between here and heaven. Heaven receives our faith. You know, hear people say, release your faith. And I used to, that used to confuse me. What do you mean release my faith? I'm, I used to do this whole physical thing like, okay, I'm letting it go. What do you mean by letting it go? I just, I don't know what I'm letting go, but I'm, yes, I'm letting it go. And I'm just, so what does it mean to it? It's sort of like if I'm going to buy a, a, a piece of gum from Letty. And I said, I want to buy that uh, gum. She hands me the gum. But when it comes to giving, the, her, giving her the money, I don't let go. I'm not letting go. I'm not releasing my faith or handing her the money before I have the product. I'm not releasing so that I can receive. How do I, re- how do I release my faith? Well, one, you speak. You declare, I thank you, Father, that you're going to take care of me. I'm releasing this tithe. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, I'm going to walk in love. And because I so love, I'm going to get love back, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Will men put him? Because, you know, that scripture is talking about love anyways. But that, 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 that scripture is not just about love, but it's also it can, it's a- applicable to a lot of other areas of your life. Now, when you open your Bible to Matthew, I'm not telling you to turn there yet, but, but when you read Matthew 5, uh, Matthew, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, you start to read the breakdown. Let's actually, let's open it up there real quick because we, we need to keep, you know, we got to keep some of these things in front of our eye gates. Because, you know, like I said, we're going to get some, we're going to build our faith this morning, this morning, this evening. And we're, as we re- get our faith going, we're going to release some of our faith. We're going to put our faith to work. We're going to believe that for healing, we're going to believe for God's restoration on some things. How many of you know we could always use healing, we could always God's intervention on any circumstance, amen? Because God's, God's word works on every situation. On every situation. Did I say uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22? Okay. Galatians 5, verse 22 says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, 
temperance against there is no law. <coughs> so when you see these things, these are referring to things that are within the realm of faith. These are, how should you say, this is what your faith coin should be backed by. I mean, you're backed by, first and foremost, the blood. If you were to look at the stamp, it would see backed by your heavenly father, by the precious blood of Jesus. And then the outside, the, uh, the, the, black, the, the, the lamb of peace. I mean, you'd get a coin that would say, this is, this is, this is heaven's currency. And then in heaven's currency would be all those, those ingredients that bring, that bring faith into its purest form. And then you say, I thank you, Father. I'm, I'm walking in love. I'm walking in peace. But more importantly, Father, I'm taking action by showing love. I thank you, Father. I, I'm, I'm, I'm spending it on this situation. I thank you, Father. I'm releasing my faith to see healing take place right now. I thank you, Father. I'm spending this right now, my faith on this, to, to not only see healing, but deliverance. I'm believing you, Lord, for my kids. Lord, I'm believing you for, for situations that I'm not even, uh, you know, the list can go on and on. It's, it's infinite about what our, what our faith and our trust in the Lord is. Amen? Yeah. Because it has to be open. Our, our, how many of you know that faith is basically trusting God at what he said at his word? Now, we're going to explain it even further for weeks to come. Amen? Because, you know, I understand that not all of us get everything in one setting. Well, are you going to talk about faith all the time? Yeah, we're going to take, you know, this one old gentleman, older gentleman, he'd been teaching faith for weeks teaching the same message for weeks. And then one day the church, they thought, well, he's, maybe he's getting older. Maybe he's just starting to forget that he's teaching the same message because he don't know. And uh, well, <clears throat> finally they took him aside. Uh, Pastor, um, you've been teaching the same message for weeks and it seems like uh, you've been kind of wearing this one out. And he says, we just want to know when you're going to start teaching another message. He says, I'm going to start teaching another message until you get it. You hear what I'm saying? We, we, some things are not just... the. the <laughs> so you have some things have to be caught you have to be taught they have to be caught so that you get a rhema a rhema you say rhema you know what rhema means it means where it lights up inside of you you're like whoa i've been sitting in this room and one man one man had been in his church for for, for years one day he said pastor are you been teaching the subject for years and just barely got it just barely got it I mean, there's things I've just listened to and I'm like, whoa, I just barely got that. Yeah. Been in the church all my life and just barely got it. Well, yeah. I tell you, I'm, I'm, we, we've got to be really, really like a watchman or like a watchdog, you know, kind of guarding our hearts and seeing what, what we can get lay a hold of. Amen. Right. So open our Bibles to Second Philippians, Second Corinthians chapter three. I said Second uh, Corinthians chapter four. That's what I meant to say. <clears throat> So we want to talk about the building blocks of victory tonight. Um, faith is one of the great building blocks of faith. These are some of the building blocks to you may, yeah, getting into victory and living a victorious life. But over here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, same man when you get there. It says, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe... And therefore I have spoken, and we also believe, therefore speak. Amen. Right. Uh, some of you are sitting here, underline that with your pen. If you have a highlighter on your digital device, highlight that thing. Say, say I, have I have the same spirit of faith, spirit according, according what is written. I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. In other words, if I'm, I'm a believer, I'm a speaker. Didn't ask you to be a thinker. 
Too many people are, are, are speaking what they think, not, not what they believe. They're giving more, they're giving more audience to what they, what they think than what they believe. You tell, are you healed? Oh, yeah, I'm healed. But that's coming from their spirit, man. When they walk away, how do you feel? Well, you know, I'm not feeling that great. You know, it's been a long week. And they'll just start giving you, you know, sometimes we have, we have prayer lines and you say, hey, sister or brother, what do, you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you need prayer for? They'll come and open their mouth and they'll start just reading you every, every, um, everything that they've gone through since, oh, well, I got diagnosed back in 19 so-and-so. And, you know, the doctor told me and he said, this, you know, and they'll just start giving you the laundry list when it began, when it started. And here God just wants to cut through all that and just wants to bring healing to you. He wants to bring healing to you. He don't, he don't need your, doesn't need a laundry list. All he wants to do is intervene in your life. But our words, see, this man, when you do that, you're hanging yourself up by your words. When you're just re- re- rehearsing the whole thing, you're just hanging yourself up by your words. Rather than just, you know what, I'm coming in here because so, I, I need healing. I believe that when you lay hands on me, according to God's word, that they say the elders of the church lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. So I'm going to come in agreement with the word. And, and you just start talking, you come in with a different attitude like that, things start to change. I said, things start to change. But your words have got to line up. And see, that spirit of faith can really start laying a hold of your life because now your words are green with the reality. The reality is the, of what the word says, not, what, not the facts of what you're facing. Those are just facts that you're facing. They're not reality. God's word's reality. Those are facts. Is it a fact that you got this situation? Yes. But the facts are subject to change. Facts are always subject to change. Facts don't have to stay that way. You know, one day I was looking at the Dow and it said, uh, the Dow said it's at 33,304 um, 33, uh, 33, points. And I said, I said, yep, it's, uh, the Dow says, you know, it's 330. Well, that's not true. I just looked online and it says it's 32, uh, 32,704 uh, points. That's not true. You're lying to me. Well, it said it earlier. See, the facts changed. The numbers are being, because there's things that are affecting those things. Your situation is being affected right now by the word. Those facts have to change. They have, they, they don't have to stay the same. You've got to start building faith and trusting God that those facts will change. Your job situation will change. Your relationship situation will change. You you start to think different about your circumstances. Things will start to change. Say, I have the spirit of faith. Now that's good news for you. That means your words can really begin to shape and direct your life. Your words. But if you're not speaking, if you're not speaking, if you're not saying, and then you're just bemoaning and crying about why ain't things happening, you, you are having what you say. You're just going to get more of what you say. You want to complain? You'll just get more complaining and more harder problems, more difficulty. But you got to train your mouth. You've got to discipline your mouth to start. Because, you know, we can get in such a habit of just talking wrong all the time. Talking worry, talking doubt. Boy, I tell you, that worry is a sneaky thing. Boy, you just walk in and you start to talk to somebody and just walk away worrying. You ever just do that? Just walk or just deal with it. You get notice about something or a discussion about something. And you're like, man, God, and you start to worry about things that you ought not to. See, when you, when you, it's sort of like touching things you ought not to be touching. Like mama said, didn't mama tell you not to go and touch the stove or get into the cookie jar? Or did mom, you know, it's like touching, the, it's, it's, like, it's like Adam and Eve. Did I not tell you to touch the, the, the uh, tree of good and evil? Did I tell you not to touch that? Right. 
so why are you running around hiding, sowing fig leaves around yourself? Because yeah. you touched something you should not have touched. That's right. And see, God, God was wanting to rescue you. Yeah. And, and worrying is touching things we ought not to be touching. Well, I got a bad medical prognosis. I'm going through something pretty severe. I'm telling you right now, there are some things that you ought not be touching and handling with your mind on a daily right. basis. That's right. Right. Now, I like what Pastor Nancy, I like what Pastor Nancy said about uh, Kenneth Copeland coming to, coming to World Harvest and kept preaching about food. He's preaching about food and how all, all, all everybody here should lose weight. And, and you know, he, how he's, he's eight, 90 years old. He's about 80 years old and he's doing push-ups and he's doing planks on stages. And you're like, boy, he's making me look bad. And she goes, you ever just wonder why he keeps preaching that every time he comes here? Because some, a lot of you haven't even done that word yet. So you got, it takes faith to do what the man of God tells you to do. It takes faith to start making changes. It takes faith to just not stay the same way that you were when you first came in. It takes faith to say, you know what, I'm going to start training my mouth to talk right. Because I'll tell you what, people will look at you different. If you, stop, if you were to stop cussing today and you were people looking at you like, you don't cuss no more. What's, what's up with you? There's something different about you. I mean, I've had people stop me. There's something different about you. You ain't, you ain't cussing anymore. You ain't, you ain't let one slip anymore. What's going on? I go, oh, no, I just don't talk that way anymore. Because right, yeah. I'm a person of destiny. I don't know about you, but I'm a man of, I've got, I've got a future. I've I got, I got, I got some place I'm going. That's right. I, I ain't going to talk like the rest of the help. Oh, come on. Praise you, Jesus. Because I'm a prince. I'm a son of the most high God. And, and if I live in a, if I'm a prince, and, and, and I'm part of a part of living in the castle, then I ought to act like I live there, not like I'm the help. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I'm telling you, folks, I mean, some folks are getting a revelation right now, making the connection about the, the way they speak. It has been directing the flow of their lives. Yeah. The more you recognize how it directs the flow of your life, the more you're just going to say, you know, I want to change that. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, God, the, God had to change Abraham's name. Just to change his talking. Yes. What's, you know, how many times a week do you have to tell people your name? What's your name? I just, this last couple of weeks, I, I was over at getting my hair cut. The gentleman asked me, what's your name? I said, my name is Marcus. He said, I'm Elder Wallace. So, so you, would you just talking? See, people need to, t- you need to tell, well, here's, here's Abraham. What's your name? My name's Abraham. Uh-huh. It's not Abram. It's Abraham, the father of many nations. Yeah. So God had to get it in his hearing yeah. to start getting it out of his mouth. He changed his name so he could start talking and start getting faith coming out of his mouth. God is speaking to you today so you can get hearing so you can get some faith coming out of your mouth. In other words, I ain't talking like everybody else anymore. It's it's too expensive to talk like everybody else. Too expensive. Too expensive to act like the cool crowd. Really is. Cool, right? Super quotes, high, high quotes, cool. As the world deems cool. Like what we were watching some years ago, um, there was a guy who was a, uh, an investor. I don't want to turn this into any motivational teach, teaching, but it just kind of stood out to me over the years. He said, you know, the thing about really cool people is, is that every time you invest money, I've invested, invested money in them, I end up losing money anyways. He goes, yeah, they're cool, but they, their image has a cost, and a lot of it times it doesn't deliver. Did you catch that? The world has an image of cool, but many times it's just false. It's just an image. It ain't real. It ain't reality. You know, guys walk on with their, their pants hanging out. I don't like no cool. I, like, I got some game. I got some game. You know, they want to rap. Hey, I got some game. 
Nobody walks around like this all day. I mean, if you walk in the store and people are doing that at the place, you'll be like, you're like, what's wrong with you? You special. Something not right with you. Right? And so here, as believers, we've, we've got to just pull away from that, that, that image that the world wants to push onto you. And, and when it's pushing on you, it's more costly. Because it's, it's getting, they're trying to get you to talk like them. Boy, I tell you, that world just tries to get in your mouth and get you to talk like them. You know, they talk defeat, talk lack. You, I got to watch my back. I got I to gotta carry my gat, you know, and everything else like that. You know? <laughs> I think I just started a rhyme. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. But you know what I mean. You know, they just, they, they trying to get in your mouth, try to get you to talk like them. You know, next thing you know, you're buying the, 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 the grill in the front of your teeth because you, you think you want to be cool and look like everybody else. Just because I wanted one, but they never got one. That's okay. The Lord had better things for me. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Come on. Is there a way to live that's better than any other way to live? Absolutely. We have the same spirit of faith, and it's coming out of our mouths. That's what, that's what Caleb and, and, and Jacob had that spirit of faith in them, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that spirit of faith. They, see, they said no matter what age they were, they saw that situation, that circumstances, yeah. and they saw everybody die off and said, we were just as young as today as we were then. We are well able yeah. to take, yes. well able. Yeah, well like, imagine you're 80 years old and you're like, hey, man, there's some guys on the street. We're going to move them out. You're like, yeah. And the 80-year-old calls you, I'm well able. You're like, are you sure? You sure you're well able? Grandpa guy's putting on his, his, knee, his knee pads or his, his little knee braces on. No, there was none of that. They didn't need no knee braces because I'm just as young. I'm just as spry. I'm just as, ready, I'm just as youthful as I was back then. And I'm ready to take and possess the land. You got to start talking that way. But I'm only 14. I'm really young right now. Well, you got to start talking now. You gotta start talking it now. Yeah. Even in boxing, they talk each themselves up. Yeah. Right. Even in sports, they talk themselves. They hype. They, they hype themselves up. Yeah. But we're, we're we're not doing it on a natural means. We're doing it on a spiritual means, which is has which carries more weight, which is us spending our faith, yeah. which has value because it's backed by love and the the fruits of the spirit. Amen. Yeah. And over here in Hebrews chapter ten verse thirty eight says the now the just shall live by faith. So your currency that you're trying to earn, that, or you're not trying to earn it, it's already yours, yeah. that you're trying to develop is your faith currency. Yeah. That yeah. faith life, the faith walk. Uh-huh. You're learning how to spend your faith. Right. Now the just shall live by faith, but if a man draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Yeah. You know, God is not pleased when people draw back. Yeah. Yeah. Neither, neither is the gym instructor when he, he's been working you with for weeks and you don't show up, but when you show up, you come back 20 pounds heavier. What you been doing? Well, you did make such great gains. You lost weight. You were at like, uh, you were at 7% body fat. Now you're up to, you're up to 12% body fat. So what happens? The, 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 the master, the teacher is getting frustrated because you've drawn back. You're no longer participating on what's been made available. And all we have to do 
is maintain a spirit of faith and keep moving forward with our words. Because it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's an attitude. I'm not quitting. I'm not stopping. Uh, I, I'm, not le- I'm not allowing myself to plateau. Yeah. That's, a, that's a nice little worldly term, plateau. But it's also a spiritual plateau. Yeah. You know, I, I, don't, I don't give the way I used to give. I'm not as hot and fire for the things like I used to be. You know, if you're, if, um, you know and I'm, I'm not feeling good. Well, you know what? If, if you're not answering back and you're not talking, that means the devil's talking too much to you. If you're, if you're starting to get worried, if you're starting to get slack, it's because the devil's working you over time. Yeah. And the level, the, 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 I want to tell you right now, the devil don't want you praying. He don't want you fasting. He don't want you praising. He doesn't want you worshiping him. He, the, if the devil can get you to stop these things or never engage any of these things, he's already got you beat. He's got you beat. If, if, you, if he can keep you even praying over your food, he's got you beat. He tries to get you to lay. see when we pray, it's not to show off. It's so that we could be disciplined and, and have a lifestyle where we're constantly trying. Even before we food, I'm Lord, I'm trusting as I'm eating al, al tippy tappy toe that I'm going to be safe today. Because yeah. that, that red sauce looks a little suspect. Yeah. Some people are like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, here's the thing. What are we doing? We're, we're setting a precedence that we're just trusting God. Yes. And everything we're doing, right. everything right. we're talking, we're right. trusting God. That even if we don't say the right things, God, you're going to somehow still work with me. Somehow, Lord, you're just going to work it all out. And I thank you, Father, by your grace and by me trusting you, just speaking your word, you're just going to work this whole thing out. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to take a care on of it anymore. I said, you got to say, I, got, I don't take a care. Say, I don't take a care. Say it again. I don't take a care. You start, you start talking that way. Look what Brother Hagin says. I have passed up many opportunities to take on cares. Boy, when you're a dad, you take, you're a father. You're a pastor of a church. You're living life. You're, you're, just, gonna have, you're, just, living, you're just going to work. You're just, trying to, you're just trying to make it through the daily grind of a, a normal work day. Sometimes you're just going to have to learn how to cast those cares on the Lord. Really? You know, people complain. People say stuff. What are you going to do? Cast that care on the Lord. Lord, you're going to take care of this. That's right. That's right. That's Hebrews, right. 11 verse, uh, Hebrews 11, verse 1. <clears throat> now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For, it, for by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained a witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gifts, and by it, yet he being dead, yet, he, yet it speaketh. That gift still speaks. And when you think, when you read more in depth over that story between Cain and Abel, you, you recognize that you see that Cain, uh, Abel brought his first fruits. He brought his very best. And the scripture says that over, over time, Cain brought his offering. And I thought that was interesting that it uses the term over time. That means whatever came in, he didn't, wasn't prompt to do it in the very beginning. He wasn't very prompt. He said, as scripture says, over time. 
In other words, over time, he said, you know, because usually, the, usually the, when the crop comes up, the first of the crop comes, uh, there's a term for it. I forget what some was, the, the, the nubbins or the nubbins. You get the best seed, you get the best growth off the first, the first growth of, of your crop, especially with corn. You, you, you want to pick the best seeds, you want to pick, because that's the first time with everything's at its best. The second growth is usually is not as good as the first growth. And so when that first growth comes, you took it, you kept it, but the second one came, well, I'm going to give him that. I'm going to give the Lord that second best. I didn't give him my best. I gave, God didn't, wasn't pleased with that. God wasn't pleased with that because he saw an attitude in his giving. Even if you think about it, when Jesus uh, gives out the giving out of the talents, you know, he gives one five talents, one four, or the other three, two, and the other one gave one. And the one said, Lord, he said, I knew that you being a, a hard man, uh, you know, so I was afraid. So rather than uh, I just buried my money. And God said, I'm a hard man. I give you a talent. And the thing you do with your talent is you hide and bury it. I give you faith. I give you an ability. I give you an opportunity to get out of your situation and you turn around and bury it. See, I think, I think we, we, we forget what God has already given you and I. He's given you and I an ability to believe, trust him, but to turn around and say, you know what? I, I hear what you're saying, God, but I ain't going to spend my faith because it's just a little too risky. You know, I, I don't want to be out of my comfort zone. I want to play it safe. I just want to believe. I believe I'm going to heaven. And that just stay there. Never do anything. Never make a change. Sure, you're going to heaven, but I'm telling you what, you're just going to miss out on what God has already done for you and I. And you're going to say, man, I could have done so much more. I could have laid hold of so much more. But you don't want to live life just letting the time pass by, not taking the opportunity of faith to speak out and to declare and to have a really good, real relationship with God. You don't want to be like, you certainly don't want to be like Adam and Eve where you're running and hiding and putting yeah. fig trees of your life. Because a lot of people live a life like that. Yeah. They have fig, fig leaf faith. Yeah. You know, I want, to, I want to be in the company of the Lord, but I don't want you to see all that I've been doing. I want to live. I want to keep everything, you know, on the down low, you know. But I'm here to tell you, you know, God sees the liquor. I don't want to say that. I'm just going to get away from that topic. But I don't know. Maybe someone needed it. Maybe he sees it all. He, see, he sees it. He sees, he sees things that you're looking at that they're inappropriate. He sees it. He, he sees the way you talk is not being nice. He sees it. Well, they just need to walk in love. Well, what about you walking in love? You, you want to irritate people, and then you tell them to walk in love? Well, you just need to walk in love. I asked, Melina's a saint, man. She has to put up with me. That's all I'm going to say. She has to put up with me. She is a saint, so... She's like, yes, that's right. I'm like, she always tells me I'm going to get an extra big crown in heaven. And she probably, she probably will get an extra big diamond crusted. Be so heavy, she may not be, she'll have to walk around like this. <laughs> heavy, the, the, heavy is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's open the Bibles of Romans chapter 10. I think we're getting close. Either we're getting close or Melina's getting close. She goes, I think this is goose is about cooked. <laughs> Romans 10. Romans 10, verse uh, 14. Here, here uh, 
Paul is talking about the Romans, how, how they should call on him in whom they have not believed. How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, says for uh, Isaiah, saith the Lord, who hath believed our report. And in verse 17, it says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, the only way you're going to have faith is unless you hear it preached. You have to be seen. You have to be in fellowship. God created it that way. He created us to be in fellowship, to hear the word so that we can grow. If we don't hear it, we don't develop it. It's like getting upset at the gym. Well, I spent a lot of money on this gym membership. I don't see why I don't see no benefits. Well, you know you got to go to the gym. You might want to change the way you eat. I hate that part. I'll just be very frank. But, but, a, but a brother, Kenneth Copeland, the prophet of God said it. Guess what? Daddy's going to get stepping. I heard um, some, some man or woman or some person said, you know, it took me a month to stop eating carbs, but after a while I got used to it. I'm like, quit eating carbs? That's like death sentence to a Mexican. What do you mean? You can't eat, you can't no more tortillas with butter? <laughs> I don't know about this, but you know what? You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. I, we, I need to change. We need to change. We need to step it up in our faith. We need to step it up in our giving. We need to step, step it up in our praying. We need to step, up, step it up in our worshiping. We need to step it up in our... our, our how many of you watched Craig Fields during that time? We would, how many of you got to see Craig Fields that night? Uh, if you haven't, I'm going to recommend that you watch it. Because you want prayers answered. I said businessmen, all you businessmen. You guys want to own business or you're a businessman, you better watch that one because there's going to be times where you're going to just hit brick wall and you're going to be like, what, what's going on? And, and, and there's going to be a thing called travail that you're going to need to step into. And I'm not, for lack of, for, for, for lack of uh, time constraints, I, I will say that you, you need to go back and listen to that. I, I highly recommend it because you're believing God. I remember something Brother Hagan said. He was going to pray. He prayed for this man and he'd gotten his, he, he got healed. His ear was healed. He, he, he'd been deaf for years. And uh, as soon as he got healed, he got delivered. He said, uh, <clears throat> he went back home and he hadn't, he hadn't been in church in a long time. And people in his family was, oh, 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 Earl, we're just, I'm just, I'm just changing the name because I don't remember the name. Oh, Earl, we're just worried about you're going to lose your healing one day. And, uh, and you know, he did, they'd be like, oh, he, but he, he could hear. He could hear perfectly fine. He never could hear that well. God miraculously healed him. And they kept talking, oh, we're just afraid that you're going to lose your healing. They're going to be deaf again. And then just one day, it just quit. It stopped. And then he went, then, and then he went and had, they laid hands on him again, and the ears opened up. And then he went back to the same family, living the same way, talking the same way, and lost it again. and never got it back. See, it, it matters where you put yourself. It matters where you put yourself what you hear, what you let in. There was a woman who, who, whose, whose husband who had been sick and ill, and she, uh, like what Brother Hagin said, she, she talked her husband to death. Just nothing but negative and just constant strife, and he just finally got had, had it and just decided he just quit. He just quit, and he, he gave up, and just, she just talked him to death. Talking the wrong things, talk, just, just full, of, whole, full of strife. Well, you see, you know, you've you got to change everything. You've got to change the strife. You've got to change the way you talk. You've got to change the way you're living. 
Because you, you need life in your life. You need life in your life. You need life in your life. You need to live God's word, his way of doing stuff. You need to speak what he tells you to speak, how he tells you to speak. Well, pastor, it's a rough, it's, I think that's kind of hard, you know. And here's the thing, we don't know, but we've trained ourselves to talk a particular way. Boy, I tell you, you start talking away, you start, start, start focusing on what you say. Some days you'll be shocked at some of the things that you say yeah. that come out of your mouth and you're like, well, I'll, well I'll, OMG, oh, good grief. I boy, the Lord, pastor, oh, way nothing like, oh, wait, who is it? Um, oh, Gloria Copeland said, there ain't nothing good in grief. Ain't nothing good in grief. So you need to stop saying good grief. Pastor Moon used to tell me, Marcus, you got to stop saying good grief. I said, yes, ma'am. I'll stop saying good grief. I'm saying, yes, ma'am. I'm not going to say good grief. You know what I mean? We, we got, what are we doing? We're changing our words. We're changing the way we speak. And I won't say it was going to be easy. Because you trained yourself to talk the way you want to talk for years. You've, you, you've developed a lifestyle of living by the flesh and your flesh telling you what you wanted to do. But see, you weren't designed for your flesh to tell you what to do. You're designed to tell your flesh what you want to do. No, we're going to the gym today. No, we're going to walk in love today. No, we're going to be more spiritual this year. No, no, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get, I'm going to start seeing my faith work this year. I need, it's time to have some miracles in my home. And tonight we're going to have some miracles tonight. We wouldn't want to release a service without having a miracle tonight. How many of you got help today? Amen. 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 Will God do it for me? Yes, he's going to do it for you. He's going to do something for you just because he loves you. You don't have to start on top of the mountain in order for God to hear you. All you have to do is just say, God, help me. I mean, you've got, a, you've got two choices here. You want to go back to the old way of living? Or do you want to change the way you talk and say, even when things look intimidating, like they ain't going to change? I mean, just imagine, Brother Hagen, he's sitting there, he's, pr- he's praying over this girl who's, who's, got, who's, got, who's got a serious illness. And told, tells the mom, goes, uh, you need to walk in love. And, and the mom says, oh, yes, I'm going to change the way and walk in love. And next thing you know, the daughter gets healed. Right. Unrelated. This is, it seems like an unrelated thing. Right. And we forget, sometimes, it's, no, it's related to us. You know, sometimes we just think, it's just me and it affects nobody. No, our lifestyle affects everybody around us. It affects everybody. Are you saying that, that I uh, uh, contributed? Hey, I'm telling you, the word shows plenty of times where people contributed. And for us to act like we don't contribute nothing, that we're innocent, that we've done nothing wrong, give me a break. We've all done things that have, have been contrary to the word. But thank God he, he gives us grace and he delivers us out of all our afflictions. Thank God he's, he's just so gracious. Thank, thank God he's so good. He doesn't leave us the way we came in. He says, you came in and you humbled yourself and you said, Lord, you humbled yourself. Lord, 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 please forgive me. If there's anything in my life where I've missed it, then he says, oh, you know what? Since you've humbled yourself, I'll help you. He's going to help you. This day. He's going to help me this, morning, this evening. Amen. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just being bold because I, I know what I, I'm telling you. You don't, you don't like to see people hurt. You don't like to see people suffering. You don't want to see people struggle for eight more years be, and, and not know why their faith ain't working. I said, you don't want to, you don't, you want to live eight years from now wondering why your faith ain't working. You want it to work each and every time. Raising the value of what you have on the inside. Amen. Amen. Let's just all stand up real quick. Let's just, let's, just, let's just take a couple seconds to worship him. Say, we worship you, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We praise you, Father God.